0: This is the BBC.
1: This podcast is supported by
0: advertising
1: outside the UK.
2: BBC Sounds. Music, radio, podcasts.
0: Classic View from the Boundary on BBC Sounds. Welcome to the Test Match Special Podcast with Jonathan Agnew, bringing you more treats from our archive of View from the Boundary interviews. In 2016, the Olympic Games were in wonderful Rio de Janeiro, and I was there myself, covering a memorable couple of weeks for Great Britain's equestrian team. The Games were a triumph for Team GB, perhaps best exemplified by the glorious gold medal for the women's hockey. Now, a year from that win, I was joined by one of the stars of the tournament, Helen Richardson-Walsh, as she took a view from the boundary during a test match at Old Trafford.
1: Helen Richardson-Walsh stepping forward. She's missed one this tournament and she scored another in the semi final. Big pressure here. Helen Richardson Walsh is a big pressure player. She has been here before. She looks cool. She looks calm. Here we go. After two attempts by both teams, there is no score. But on the third, it's a penalty shot to GB. Helen Richardson Walsh then goes low. She's in! GB ahead in the penalty shootout in the Olympic final. It is 1-0. If Holly Webb gets this goal, Team GB's women's hockey have won Olympic gold. She's off. She's away. Webb approaching the keeper. Can she get it through? She looks confident. Side to side. Holly Webb needs to get the shot away.
2: She's in! She's in!
1: Final, Maddie Hinch, you are an absolute hero. And in the great, great words of Barry Davis, where were the
2: Dutch? Who cares? <laughs> well,
0: a cricket fan from an early age, she represented England at uh, junior levels before dedicating her efforts to hockey. And it's a very warm welcome to Olympic gold medalist Helen Richardson-Walsh. Well, there you go. Is that the first time you've heard that? that
1: it's the first time I've actually heard the, the radio, the radio version.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I know it's, uh, bringing we had tears had a, to
1: my eyes. Yeah,
0: we have that a lot. The people see the telly and they got words the, all recorded and so on, but they don't. They, they forget that we're there. I know. Doing radio yeah, as well. I know.
1: The, the drama on, on the radio is so much greater in a way because you can't I see so. it. I, know, I think, think like, so. Yeah.
0: And were you calm and cool and collected, as, as the commentator there suggested? <laughs>
1: I'd like to think I was. Um, but actually, do you know what? I was helped out by the Dutch. Right. Well, the Dutch fans, stupidly, as I was walking up to take that penalty. Normally it's silence, and, when, and silence is horrible. It's yes. the last thing you want. You know, you're walking up and all you, you, know, you can just hear your thoughts. Um, but they started booing. Oh. For some reason they started booing, which is really unusual for a hockey, hockey uh, yes. crowd. And uh, it just made me think, right, so j- really? this is going in. Oh, well, that's, this no, is I, going in now. I think that's fair enough. <laughs> so, um, yeah, actually, they helped me. So so yeah. thanks to all those Dutch fans out there. Yeah,
2: well.
0: because it was the complication that you actually have a Dutch connection you? I mean, you, you've been playing, or you were playing, or uh, afterwards you went yeah. to play hockey out there amongst, amongst the yeah, Dutch. Yeah,
1: myself and my you? wife, Kate, we decided to um, go out to yes. Holland and, and just rub it in rub a it bit is. more. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, we'd, we'd made the decision before Rio that, you're gonna do that it, we yes. were going to go and play for Blumenthal, and actually, I think for for our team that we went to, it was win win. There was no internationals in that team, right? Okay, Um, so you know, whether if they won, brilliant Holland win gold. If we had won, they get two Olympic champions. So
0: tell me what it's like then. Come on, uh, Helen, to to, to stride up and do do a penalty with gold medal at stake, and so on. I mean. Even now, a year on, um, I mean, do, do, can you remember absolutely unerringly now how, what you were doing, how you were feeling? Were you that much in control of yourself or was it all a bit of a blur and you just sort of dealt with it at the moment?
1: Um, I think if it, when you just said then, with all that at stake, yes. with the Olympic gold at stake, if I had thought about that in that moment, I would have, had, I would have been like jelly. Um, I do remember thinking... A little bit like, do you know what? You've been playing this game now for 17 years in yes. the international team. You've had a lot of highs, but many lows. You know, you've you've dreamt about this moment for, for an incredibly long time. And it almost relaxed me. It almost just made me thought, right, just do it. Yes. Just put this in and just do it. This is what you've trained so hard for for such a long time. And now... You've got the opportunity to to make it happen. Yeah, and unfortunately, I did somehow.
0: I'm just thinking of of, of, of you mentioned that sort of family setup as well with your, your your wife Kate Captain. You see, i just putting it into my position. If, if if my if my wife was playing in the same team and I missed it, <laughs> I think I think my life would have been hell oh, no. for a very long time.
1: I oh, know that wouldn't have been good, would it? No,
0: I mean. Just, <laughs> Did she say anything to you, or did she actually deliberately try to keep ab- out of the way?
1: Absolute faith in me. Right. Confidence. Wow.
0: <laughs> I, I, I just don't know. I I I, I, I can feel the pressure. Yeah. We'll come on to more of that a little bit later on, because I was down the road on this Friday night. I mean, it was a really golden evening, wasn't it? It was fantastic for, for, for British sport. And I was commentating on good old Nick Skelton going round oh, and getting no. his goal about an hour, I think, before your game. Yeah,
1: what and what a what, what games for him? It was fantastic.
0: Yeah. And, and the whole thing, you get so wrapped up in it. And I'm very lucky to do this job and watch watch England play cricket and they win and they lose and you, you go on and do your job and, and, and so on and I, I was asked a number of times after uh, the Olympics what, what's it like to, to sort of commentate on England winning the Ashes or, or a Brit winning a gold and it's, it's a really difficult question to answer because somehow it, 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 you're all consumed I think particularly in an individual sport watching uh, Charlotte Dujard and I had also of course winning a gold and Nick Skelton you're know, there with them you know? somehow you're allowed to be much more patriotic I think Commentating at an Olympics, yeah. I and mean, hear the excitement of the commentator there, commentating on the, on the hockey. I I don't think I could do that for the Ashes somehow. Um, and yet somehow the Olympics, everyone everyone just buys into this incredible fortnight. And watches sports that they've had no interest in before, and um, possibly might might never do again. But actually, it might inspire you actually to take that sport up. So that's a, yeah, that's a no,
1: thing. exactly. And that's that is the beautiful thing about the Olympic Games. Um, you can be watching such random sports, like you say, yes. you, you've never seen them. You don't even you barely know the rules, but you get behind these people. Um, I think yes, because they're they're British. They're where you come from. They're representing you. Um, and also, I think during the Olympics you get to hear some some of those stories of those athletes that you you know nothing about. Absolutely. And there are thousands of athletes out there who are working incredibly hard day in day out, giving absolutely everything for their country, to just go to the Olympics and to you know have a have a, even a thought of trying to win a medal in Olympic games. Um, and. And that is what's special about it. You start to hear those stories and you get to know these people and what they've been doing, you know, without anybody knowing. Yes. All the training, all the hours they put in, and then suddenly this is their limelight and you start backing them. It's brilliant.
0: Did you have time to enjoy it before you had to get the flight home? Because it was right towards the end, wasn't it? I mean, what was the closing ceremony? On a Sunday, I think, wasn't it? Yes. And this is on the Friday night.
1: Yeah, so the hockey goes over the two weeks. Yes. Um... Which, you know, so you, you get the swimmers who who they're done in the first Absolutely. week and they all go go yeah. out, you know, for the second week, um, trying not to disrupt all the other athletes. Um, but no, yeah, we had a couple of really good nights afterwards. There were a lot of our friends and family who were out supporting us. And obviously it was great to be able to, to do it for all of those people as well, because they've been with us every step of the way. Yes. Um, and that first night actually was relatively quiet, um, but it was for me it was perfect because we just went to this hotel really close to the village um on top you know on the roof of this hotel with all our family and friends just having a a, 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 you know a quiet drink uh you know a bit of dancing a few speeches that kind of thing but actually you could really enjoy and savor that moment yes um and i I will always remember that night and just sitting there as an olympic champion yeah fantastic and
0: and did that sort of complete it for you? I mean, you mentioned you've done four Olympics. I mean, was that just the, the, the perfect curtain, if you like, to just lower quietly on a, on, on a very distinguished international career, after all?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I think it was something that I'd been chasing and striving for. for, for as I, Well, I, I remember going to the Sydney Olympics... And, uh, you know, I was 18 years old right. and I thought, this is going to be amazing. You know, we're going to go there, we're going to win the Olympics, we're going to come back heroes. And and it wasn't like that. You know, we, we didn't do overly well. We came eighth. Um, but I do remember watching that final and watching the Australians, with the best team in the, in the the at the time, getting their, their gold medals. And I thought, you know, that I, that is what I want to be. Yes. And from that moment, I dedicated my life to becoming an Olympic champion and so to, 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 to achieve that and bow out yeah. on that moment is
0: could, could you see this team forming I mean probably not at Sydney but maybe um, Beijing after that perhaps I mean when did this team start to get together you thought hang on a minute this, this is going to be this is going to suddenly peak at Rio maybe I mean maybe you could almost pick out the, the years ahead when, when everyone did mature and you got used to playing together and
1: so Yeah on. well I think there was a, a definite moment in time um, when the I think hockey in our country was rescued a little bit by the London Olympics because we were not in a very good place after Athens. The women hadn't qualified, the men hadn't done overly well. Uh, Funding got cut by 70% and we were in a bad place. And then the next year, the London Olympics was awarded. And so thankfully funding came back into the sport. Um, And so after Beijing, as as a women's team... Um, led by our coach Danny Kerry you know, he, he was like right we've got an opportunity now to, to change what we do to become centralised um, to train much better much smarter um, and as a as a group of women we decided right this is our opportunity we have to grab this yes. um, and I, I still remember a meeting that we had back in February 2009 sat in the Bishop Abbey um, National Sports Centre one of the meeting rooms right, there yes and and us so sitting around in a circle okay what do we want to do in london what do we want to achieve and the answer was to try and win gold and bearing in mind we were ranked ninth at the time we were you know we hadn't been on a world podium since 92 as a great britain team that was a you know that was a, a long way off yes. for many people in that room um But boy am I glad we we did it. That was the start of that journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm going to tell you about my experiences in your sport, and then you can tell me about your experiences in mine. Okay? Can you mention Bissam Abbey? Now I play proper hockey. Okay, I played proper hockey uh, on mud. Grassy pitches in which you took a great swipe at the ball, and a, a divot used to fly into the opponent's yeah, face. Yeah. Okay, that's proper hockey.
1: I'll never experience that. You
0: no. see, I bet you didn't. You probably no. had lovely artificial pitches. Too long ago. All rolled out. <laughs> don't, be, don't be cheeky. All rolled out. That was proper. I mean, can you imagine playing like that? The ball used to go all over the place. You get hit on the ankle. No. It was. It was it's a
1: different game now, isn't it? Yeah, different. Game. It's a
0: very really good sport now. It's fast. Love the fact that there's real freedom of movement. My, my stepson uh, is, is, is a goalkeeper. He's pretty good. He's brave. See, that was my second bit. You mentioned Bissom Abbey. There was a, a million years ago a lovely Radio 4 sports programme called Sport on 4 presented by Cliff Morgan, absolute legend, who one year... And I was trying to work it out when I was preparing for this. Sometime in the late 90s, I think he was poorly or was on holiday, and I had to present some of his programmes. And I was dispatched to Bissam Abbey one morning... I wasn't entirely sure what I was supposed to be doing until I got there, but I knew I was doing something to do with the men's hockey team who were playing that afternoon at international. So they were doing their warm-ups, getting ready and so on. And somebody presented me with all this goalkeeping kit and <laughs> a microphone and said, well, in you go, you're going to go and keep goal. I said, you must be mad. Then I got pushed in and they were taking short corners, penalty oh, flicks. I, I mean, that is a crazy, yeah, crazy to a place goalkeeper. to be. I know.
1: You have to be a bit mad to be a goalkeeper. I don't wow. know what it is with presenters. Well, you didn't. You say you didn't want to go in goal. No. But a lot all. of a lot of presenters that come down and, and, and interview us, they're like, yeah, let me put the kit on, let me get in goal, and we're all like, yeah, go on, <laughs> go
0: on. <laughs> no, what you can hit, you hit them, you mean? You can't do that. Well, I don't, I think I got away with it, but it was. I mean, that's a reminder again of when you, when you watch any sport, on the telly, or it might be, it all looks very nice. Get slow motion and yeah. replays. But boy, when you've got. Say short corners And I felt they were being kind I think they were sort of Picking their spots Because they'd be good enough To do that Oh they? yeah definitely, yeah, definitely. I think
1: that's the That is the thing When you watch sport on TV it, And and you're watching the very best And they yes. make it look so easy Absolutely And then yeah. you go and watch live And you think Oh my goodness yes. they're, they're moving so far I don't know I'm thinking about tennis In my head at the moment you know, the, 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 you watch on TV, and it just looks easy. But yes. then you go and you go and try it yourself and you think, goodness, how did they reach that drop shot? Or?
0: It also struck me that it, was, it actually shows how far men's hockey's come too and that you wouldn't, well, in cricket, you wouldn't have a reporter in goal messing around in one of your warm-ups for an international match and they were all sort of grateful for the publicity, I guess, and then so it's moved on. So that's my hockey experience. What's your cricket experience, um, Helen? So you used to play, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I did used to play. Um, I was uh, I was brought up in a very sporty family. Right. Um, I've got three older brothers for my sins. Um, and so we played everything when I was growing up. And cricket was very much a part of that. Yes. I think my, my first real memory of playing cricket would have been in the park, um, you know, with my brothers. With I remember my granddad being there as well, yeah. and my, my dad. And, um, you know, just... just Loving, loving playing cricket um, and, and as I grew up I you know, I found that I was reasonably okay at it um, What were you doing?
0: Bowling? Batting? I was a bit, a bit of everything, a bit okay. of an all
1: rounder yeah. I, I actually really enjoyed fielding as well um, randomly fielding in the covers Yeah, yes. I can um, imagine
0: your brothers didn't give much chance to bat though, you'd have done most of the bowling I suspect in the garden, I would have thought
1: yeah. Do all the
0: whole <laughs> I
1: think I think there might have been a few few arguments. Actually, yeah. we had uh, we used to do um play test matches.
0: Oh right. Yeah. Didn't we?
1: Uh, in the, my brother's here. Your brother's sorry, here. yeah. Just explain. Um, <laughs> we used to do test matches. So my brother, on you know a little A five piece of paper, would mark out the the bowling oh. bit of the scorecard, and then you'd have the
0: yeah proper is this, stuff. Is this sad or not? No, it's, uh, no. I, <laughs> you, I, and you are, you are not alone. And, uh,
1: no. And so and then you know in the in the gar- very small garden, but you know pretty long and thin. Yep. Um, perfect, uh, perfect for obviously yeah. cricket, and I think you know. I think you got a t- two runs if you hit the uh, the 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 offside wall. Yeah. One run on the yeah. and then the apple I think, tree got a three yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah, I think it was a six if you actually along the floor, um right. onto the the patio. Yeah, um, out, and, out and, of it went out next door. At, for yeah, you, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then obviously you had the sellotape on the t- on the tennis yes. ball to try and get a bit of swing. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's there was not a... sad
0: at all. It's rather, it's rather nice. Oh, good. Who, good. Who were you in your mind? Oh, did, did, were you actually players?
1: Um, goodness.
0: Andy's saying but... yes.
1: Who were you, Andy? Viv Richards. Richards. Oh, he was Viv Richards. Okay.
0: Well, oh, that's an easy one. So I, wonder, I wonder who do you have anyone well, in your mind. I, I... He's mouthing Mike Atherton at me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds. A, <laughs> yeah. That sounds. A I'm just boring. wondering whether
1: he was. Um, early enough but yeah no Mike Atherton have you
0: met Mike Atherton
1: um, I think I have
0: okay well if not we'll take you around <laughs> okay, you have to come and meet him yeah, afterwards you um, probably played more shots than he did let's <laughs>
2: <laughs> be fair
1: but I do remember that innings Mike Atherton uh, against Alan Donald that, oh yes that, that,
0: At Trent
2: Bridge yeah, yeah.
1: that innings no it was Trent Bridge obviously growing up in Nottingham was, yes. was a great ground for us did um, so you used to go we did go a few times yeah obviously playing and, and, and all, all different sports couldn't go probably as much as would have liked but definitely did yeah. catch a few matches down at Trent Bridge. So how
0: did your cricket go then because you'd have played with with the boys I guess up until a certain age? Yes. Yeah, so Club I played cricket at, school, played at school. school cricket? Yeah.
1: Uh, primary school I was very lucky that a teacher there, you know, just let me play football and cricket with the boys. Yeah. I think I did captain uh, the team there as well. Um and then actually secondary school I played with the boys as well and right. I remember getting through to the final which was played at Trent Bridge. I don't know it must have been a a county type tournament and it was played at Trent Bridge and we played against the local private school <laughs> and we, we I was at a comp so and we had no chance but to go out and actually play at Trent Bridge in a final Amazing. and captain the the, the you know the boys team um, was a very special moment yes. I always remember that
0: At what point did you find actually that you couldn't actually carry on with the boys or were you told that you couldn't carry on playing boys cricket anymore and had to move exclusively onto women's cricket
1: No yeah I think I got to um, around under 14 so i I played under 11s 12s and 13s with the the knots county with the boys right um but i got yeah i think it was under 14s and under 15s i started to feel like okay i'm not i I, i'm not sure i want to continue playing with the boys anymore um and i started to look for for women's teams i didn't i didn't really know they existed actually um, and so, yeah, I started to to play cricket with the the women, and back then we wore <laughs> these really awful white skirts. Oh, I remember. Oh goodness, you can't play you can't play sport. Well, I say that we play, play hockey play, in a skirt, yes, and, we? and tennis, and tennis, yeah. Yes. Um, but I, for some reason it just felt wrong playing cricket in a skirt. Yes. Um, but yeah, it, long socks, white socks. long socks. Yeah, yeah. that was the thing. Had them well. pulled up. De- absolutely. Absolutely. So
0: that finished you off your cricket, did it? it um,
1: I, you know, I think I then got to the age, it was about 15, when hockey was really starting to take over. I, I got into the under-16 England hockey team. Right. And then it became a, a bit of a decision. Um, you could have
0: played hockey in the winter and cricket in the summer, could you? Or?
1: Yeah, I could have done. I could have done. Um, I, I think I did actually continue playing cricket for for fun. Um, right. I did a bit of indoor cricket as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, That's yeah it good was fun. really good fun. Yes. Yeah, so I really enjoyed that and kept kept my eye in. But I haven't actually played probably until I, since I was about sixteen, seventeen. Brilliant. But I, I made my senior debut for England when I was seventeen. So hockey was really quite um, yes taken up a lot of time yeah. by that point but you
0: still go and watch I saw you at the Oval last week yes so you do, yeah. you do get your cricket in still yeah yeah um, test cricket mainly you like the like the, the slow burn
1: yes I, I'm very much a test cricket fan um, I like the you know I really appreciate kind of the the, the chess of the game and and uh, you know how it ebbs and flows throughout the throughout the well I was going to say five days but it's rarely five days it's anymore days. is it
0: no. <laughs> we're trying to drag them out yeah
1: um but yeah, I, you know it's a real mental battle, and I think that's what I really like yeah. about Test cricket.
0: Can you imagine um, hockey? And there's a number of sports now. The, the, the appeal they're trying to make to make them quick, and, and so can you imagine a way in which hockey could become a like like a T20 format? I mean, is that could you see that happening to, yeah. in, to increase appeal of it?
1: Yeah, they're actually um, like all sports. They're trying to make it. Yeah, I mean, how can you make hockey faster? Um, but they are doing that with hockey fives. Right. So it's like a five-a-side. Okay. So they already have indoor hockey which is five-a-side, but they they're now trying to create this f- hockey fives which is yeah, five-a-side but outside outdoors. Right. Um so yeah, trying to make like, quite, more quite goals. And,
2: or same size pitch?
1: No, not same <laughs> size pitch. Um I think it's on oh, I don't know, a half a half a pitch, maybe quarter of a pitch something right. like that, yeah. So I've never played it, but I would uh, I think do you like that? Do you,
0: do, you, do you like the sports moving? Well, is it moving forward? I don't know. I mean, you could also say they're dumbing down in that you know, chop, 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 cut, 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 faster, faster, faster. Yeah, I know. don't
1: know. I, I'm, I'm. It's a, it's a tough one for me because I remember hockey is, some, is a game that have changed a lot of rules over the time. So yes. they've got rid of well, turning offside. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is a different game. We could
0: raise our sticks above our yes, shoulders. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, and now some cracking goals are scored. Yes. you know, with, uh, with sticks overhead um, and I remember one rule that came in and it was the self-pass rule in hockey and I thought you can't do that you you know that's that's like fundamental yep. rule in, in, in a game you know you ha- if a whistle goes it's a free hit you have to pass it to somebody else and I absolutely loved it when it came in I absolutely loved it and I thought oh, do you know what some of these rules are, are, are brilliant, and I think hockey is is a sport, and I think cricket as well to be fair with with uh, the technology that they 've brought in yeah. um, has really transformed the game and I think hockey is a sport that has also tried to do that and i I do believe it has moved the sport forward right. so I, I try to now whenever these things happen, I try to okay give them give them a chance yes. you know I am I guess a, a bit of a traditionalist in that sense in the in the sporting sense, but um, the world has moved on and it does move forwards and, and well it, it changes and uh, we want people to keep playing the sport and yes, be exactly. interested in it and that's the important thing
0: a, a year on from uh, Rio Helen what have you noticed or have you noticed any change about um, about hockey in general not just women's hockey but but also men's too perhaps on, on, on the back of what of what you all did over there um, and I'm wondering again in context really of, of of the women's cricket team who of course you know top of the world at the moment and what they might Expect or might learn or might hope from what what you've managed to do. and Your team has done.
1: Yeah, well, I think one of the massive things was the the interest in our team and our sport straight away. Um, we're really lucky that the Women's World Cup is being hosted in London next year. Right. Um, and and I think I'm not too sure of the stats, but the tickets went on sale, um, but but only to people who have bought tickets before and to clubs, and they sold twenty thousand tickets in the first hour. Right. And you're like, that is ridiculous. Yeah, unprecedented. That yeah. is unprecedented. Yes. And, you know, it's the same with the, the cricket, the Women's Cricket World Cup. I mean, what to sit, you know, to. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to be at Lord's for that final, but I was listening to TMS <laughs> and a rainy Isle of Wight.
0: Excellent.
1: Um, crying my eyes out, listening to Claire Connor and Karen Smithies and, you know, hearing their memories. And, and you could sense the emotion in them because of where they had been with their, with cricket and the sport and, and seeing where it had come yes. and where it got to now and it's exactly and I, and I was crying because it was exactly the same emotions that I was feeling um, you know where we were as a sport and Women's sport is moving forwards. Yes, it is. It's. I think the, the and quality and the recognition of it, that, and the that, recognition. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's my point, really. I mean, you talk about you know, when you were seventeen, picked the, the the England youth team or whatever it was for hockey, and I can sort of imagine what it must have been like then. But probably pretty amateur, was it? And uh, you know, so so you really have been there all the way from well from the start, really, as to where your sport is and where women's cricket has become. I mean, was it frustrating when you were playing um, I don't know, Sydney Olympics? Um, and the lead up to that, say, were you frustrated that people might have been focusing more on what the men were doing, or something? I mean, did, did you, as a women's team, always feel that you were just, you know, being rather overlooked? And you were <laughs> playing a men's sport, for instance.
1: Yeah, do you know, I didn't necessarily feel that in hockey. Um, I think it is probably more even than than the likes of cricket and rugby and football, for sure. Um, so I didn't necessarily feel that as I was as as I was growing up. Um, I do feel there is a bit of inequality um, in in certain areas with opportunities, with more opportunities for for men in in, in hockey at the moment, um, which is frustrating to see. But, yeah, I mean, when I was was that age, I didn't necessarily feel it. Um, You know, I think I was just absorbed in my own world. When you're younger, you don't really necessarily see the bigger picture as much.
0: One area that surely women's sport does lead the way is the acceptance of gay people. You mentioned Kate. Uh, it seems to me men's cricket seems to be a long way away from from being in that sort of same situation. Why why do you think it is that women's sport has? I mean, is it just more comfortable uh, for for more welcoming for, for for gay people to play?
1: Yeah, I think I think so. Um, I think um, it was certainly an environment where I felt um, most comfortable most comfortable uh, you know for me playing sport was a bit of an escape um, when you're out on that field whatever field it was a cricket pitch a hockey pitch you know the football pitch you can just be you um, yes. and that's what I really loved about sport and I do think that um, it is very much accepted and um, you know and I, and, I, and I think in the wider community and wider society we are starting to accept it a lot yes. more and and I, and I think you know that's why myself and Kato Are open about it. I think it's important for people, um, if they can, to 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 be themselves and, you know, just just be normal.
0: Yeah. Can you you imagine a situation? I don't know how many years down the line when you have got Premiership footballers or, you know, Test cricketers or whatever it might be. It just seems that the the, the men's world still seems to be (laughs) this this barrier that that still exists.
1: It is, and I and I think it's a wider cultural and, and social. Um, thing that, that plays a part in that um, you know obviously sport. the sporting male world is a very macho yes. macho world and you have to live up to certain expectations um, and I think that's, that's a, that wider cultural thing um, and I do think though we put almost a bit of pressure on, on particularly football you know if, if a male footballer was to come out that would be amazing you know it would really change things and I do I do um do
0: you understand why they don't
1: I oh absolutely yeah I do I do you know in general um everybody's been fantastic with myself and Kate but there has been the odd tweet or mm. you know and and it's literally the odd one yeah. but it does get to you It's the one that hurts it, Exactly and yes. uh, and so I can 100% understand why they don't because yes. it would be an exceptionally tough place to to be Yeah um but I do know that there are lots of organizations like Kick it out, and and uh, I'm actually the patron of the Proud Lily Whites, because um, I'm a Spurs fan. Oh, Spurs! Yes, yeah.
0: them, yes. Um, so what what does what does what does that do?
1: And so they, I think, just try and. Is
0: that, is that women only again? Or no, that, no, no. Okay. So that's
1: uh, the LGBT right. um, supporters network for for Spurs, and and yes. lots of other football teams are um, introducing them into their clubs as well. And I think it's 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 just trying to show that their club and their sport is is okay with with well they're including everybody into their community um and i think the more it is seen the more it more it is shown then hopefully the more people will feel welcome in those environments um and feel okay to be themselves in those in those environments and if they see something you know if somebody else sees something going on that's not right then they will be prepared to say hold on a minute you can't say that or you can't do that um and i think we are moving in the right direction but we have got a long way to yeah.
0: go but do you think we've come quite a long way quite oh. quickly
1: oh yeah. yes definitely yeah. definitely i think i think we I have think you and
0: i would having this conversation 15 20 years ago no
1: no exactly yeah. and so i think yeah i think it is uh, it is definitely definitely yeah. moving moving well
0: she got the OBU and you got the M. What was, what was that like as well? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, know. Again, that's another cause I think of. Uh, There'd been a huge row in our household. <laughs> if, I'm sorry. If she got the O and I got the M, I'd, I'd be disappointed with that. I mean, how, how did you swallow that one? <laughs>
1: Well, I think it's because um, she got the MBE the year before. Oh, I see, she got promotion. Yeah, so she, uh, and then she got the promotion Yeah, yeah. afterwards. So, yeah, no, I'm uh, obviously uh, incredibly proud of, yeah. of Kate for, for what she's also achieved. I mean, I think actually we, we both made our debuts in 99 and our careers have pretty much mirrored each other. Yeah. Um, I've missed a, a couple of tournaments due to quite bad injuries. Um, and and they're the only kind of things I've missed.
0: Yeah. Um, I was reading. I was reading somewhere that you that she, she was captain, of course, broke her jaw to the middle of a yes. game, and and rather than you obviously worry about her and what she's doing, and so you you had to be captain and <laughs> carry on playing the game. I mean, how on earth did that feel?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it was in the London Olympics, and um, there was only four minutes on the clock. Uh, yeah, four minutes left on the clock. we were four nil up against Japan. Um, so there wasn't long left no um, and so we, yeah obviously just played out that game um, and and I mean that was that was a aw- pretty awful moment yeah it must have been um, just stretched it off and, and yeah, gone and- yeah she, she you know well, walked off and, and she, she said that as soon as she got hit she knew mm. she knew something was very badly wrong um, she always says that she felt her teeth across across in the, the wrong place no, well, yeah.
0: that's too much information I know, I know
1: sorry um <laughs> But yeah, and and it was obviously it was a difficult time. Obviously, you know, we've been through so much. You know, you're at the home Olympic Games. You've trained incredibly hard. You, ex- you know, in in as a team, you're thinking we could medal here. We could be on that podium. And yes. and so for her, she's thinking. You're very
0: determined face there, by the way. I can see no because you're very smiley. But actually, yeah. when when you get you can get a bit steely, can't you? Yeah, very. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, 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 I saw a get glint a there. I, I saw I saw a glint. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, but yeah, no, it was a it was a, a difficult time, and yeah. and and but if there was any chance that she was going to come back, and, and and she she obviously had had surgery and they put a metal plate in in the jaw, and I think she missed two games, and and then managed to come back on the pitch.
0: We've got one of a Twitter question here. What have Helen Richardson Walsh and Henry Blofeld got in common? We've both got buses named after them in Nottingham. You've got your bus over yes. in Nottingham, have yes. you? Yes. A yeah. bus, and not a tram. Stuart Broad's got a tram.
1: Yes, he has. Blows has yeah. got a bus, you, you've got a bus I've as got well. Got a bus. Yeah, it's the number eight, which is my number, and oh, it, uh, it goes at the top of my mum's road. So my mum really? gets on uh, my, on my bus. Yeah, <laughs> which is I know. That's I mean, that was that, that that kind of stuff. That's mad. Yes. Um, you know, uh, a local brewery in in Nottingham also named a beer after me. Um, I think my, my brothers were like, right, now that is,
0: you know, the Olympic <laughs> golf,
1: that, that's all right, but you've got a, your own yeah. beer. This you know, is this the little sister playing cool. in the
0: garden. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, exactly. Lovely. Well, that was one of many fascinating interviews we've been lucky enough to enjoy over the years, from prime ministers to rock stars to Oscar winners, and so many of them are already available via BBC Sounds, including His Royal Highness, the Duke of Edinburgh.
2: I had a short period after the war when I played at Windsor. There was a uh, Do you remember the, the cartoonist, Jackie Broom? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yes. And uh, I, I, I remember one glorious occasion when I thought I'd bowl a googly. It <laughs> came out of the back of my hand, but it, it, when it hit the... I mean, when, it, when I did it, it, when it hit the ground, it did actually go the wrong way. But yeah. this time, it flew fairly high into the air. And so, Jackie Broom saw this coming and ducked, whereupon it hit the wicked full toss. Which, <laughs> Uh, he like then s- did a splendid cartoon of this ball <laughs> arriving in. Spedigu's dropper, cotton That's ball, right, uh, uh, thing like that. But again, in my researches, I'm told that you took one for 12 against Hampshire. That must have been probably at um, Highclere, I should think. Probably, uh, well, we had a. Uh, George, do you remember George Newman? Yes, indeed, the, the, yeah. Well, he organised a series of sort of charity matches for the National Playing Field mm. Association. The first one was at Bournemouth, actually. Was it? Yeah, and well, was uh, it was the first time I'd ever played on a, on a sort of good pitch at first, and I rather enjoyed it. Um, and, of course, playing with what amounted to first-class cricketers, either active or retired, they had a marvellous way of organising the game. They're you very cunning, aren't they? Yeah, and, and everybody was allowed to get off the mark, but they, there came a moment when it was considered that they'd had enough. <laughs> <laughs> Things got quite serious, though.
0: You know, I think you're a bit lucky because Portchey was once going in in one of his games, and Engelman McKenzie said to Butch White, who's a very fast bowler, give him one. Like you said, yeah, give him one to yeah. get off the ball.
2: And Butch White it's thought the he give one. him one, and he took a 35-yard <laughs> run and sent him a tremendous bee bar, yeah. <laughs> which rather shook Portchey.
0: Well, we'll keep on bringing you these classic View From The Boundary interviews as part of our 40 From 40 series. Just subscribe via BBC Sounds to make sure you hear them all. Classic View From The Boundary on the TMS
2: Podcast. Alan Shearer and Ian Wright are in my kitchen. Mm. What's going on here? The all-new Match of the Day
1: Top 10 podcast. Answering a huge football question every week. (laughs) This has
2: not been easy, has it? Like the Top
1: 10 Premier League strikers.
2: Personally, I think it's really hard to have Shearer anywhere near the Top 10.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The Match of the Day Top 10 podcast.
2: Only available on BBC Sounds. BBC
1: Sounds. Music, radio, podcasts.